welcome to the 19th episode of my podcast Blind So Wash. Thanks again to you all for listening. I really appreciate that so many people are interested in listening to this podcast. Today I will talk about blindness and the brain. Before we start, although, I would like to encourage you to follow me on all social media pages such as Facebook, Spotify, Instagram and YouTube. You can also stay updated on my website, which is www.kira-moser.com. Before I talk about blindness specifically, I would like to explain the term neuroplasticity to you. Neuroplasticity means that our brain is similar to plastiline sometimes. Certain regions can change their functions and their form. This can also happen after a stroke. A lot of people, for example, lose the ability to talk. With enough therapy and training although, they can learn to use a different region of the brain for talking. There are similar things that happen to blind people, which I will tell you about today. The brains of blind people make new connections in the absence of visual information. That's why they develop enhanced abilities such as heightened sense of hearing, smelling, touching and tasting. In addition to that, they also develop better cognitive functions in the areas memory and language. This means that the structural and functional neuroplastic brain changes occurring as a result of early blindness. Significant changes were not only found in the occipital cortex where vision is processed but also in areas implicated in memory, language processing and sensory motor function. The researchers who discovered this used a MRI which is a multimodal brain imaging technique. They revealed these changes in a group of 12 subjects with early blindness. They were compared with 16 sighted subjects. All of those with early blindness, which means that they turned blind before the age of 3, showed a structural and functional connectivity change, including evidence of enhanced connections, sending information back and forth between areas of the brain that they did not observe in the normally sighted group. These unique connections that only appear for early blinded children show that the brain rewires itself in the absence of vision to boost other senses. This is possible through the process of neuroplasticity I told you about before. Brains naturally adapt to our experiences. Researchers hope that increased understandings of these connections will lead to more effective rehabilitation efforts that will enable blind individuals to better compensate for the absence of visual information. Even in the case of turning blind later, the brain rewires itself so it can interact with the environment in a more effective manner. This is so amazing because this means that not only regions in the brain of blind people are changing, but also the connections between the regions. The next topic I would like to talk about is hearing. It was shown that people who were born blind 
are turned blind early have a more nuanced sense of hearing. They especially have extraordinary musical abilities and abilities of tracking moving objects in space. In the studies I will tell you about, a functional MRI was used to identify two differences in the brains of blind individuals that are responsible for their abilities to make better use of auditory information. The studies examined that there is a sensitivity of the brains of blind individuals to subtle differences in auditory frequency. The researchers didn't observe how fast the neurons fire, but rather how populations of neurons represent information about sound. In the auditory cortex, blind individuals have a narrower neural tuning than sighted subjects. The first result shows that blindness resolves in plasticity in the auditory cortex. This is important because this is an area of the brain that receives very similar auditory information in blind and sighted individuals, but in blind individuals more information needs to be extracted from sound. This region develops enhanced capacity as a result. This basically means that we all receive the same information, but a blind person has to extract more out of that. This also provides an elegant example of how the development of abilities within the brain is influenced by the environment we grow up in. The second study is about blind people sensing moving objects in space. There is an area of the brain called HMT+. For sighted people, this area is responsible for tracking moving objects in space through vision. In blind individuals, this area is there to track moving auditory objects such as cars, footsteps, and so on. In blind individuals, the auditory cortex more accurately represented the frequency of each sound. This means that the brains of blind individuals are better able to represent frequencies. For a sighted person, it is not as important to represent frequencies that well and to track moving objects in space through hearing. They have sight to locate them. Blind individuals only have the audible information. This explains why blind people are better in picking out and identifying sounds in the environment. For blind individuals, the HMT plus is used to recognize as well frequencies as well as motion of sounds. This means moving objects in space. This region showed no significant activity in sighted subjects. So for blind people, the visual areas are being recruited to solve auditory tasks in a relatively sophisticated way. Two individuals were studied who were blind first and then turned sighted through a surgery. Afterwards, their HMT plus was there for both dual purposes. This means it is capable of processing both auditory and visual motion. This research actually expands the current knowledge about how the brain develops. So the HMT plus has just developed in a complete different way for blind people. I use it to track moving objects in space through hearing, 
and sighted people use it to track moving objects in space through seeing. I also use it for the identification of certain frequencies. This is kind of crazy because I didn't know that my brain was so different. I mean, of course it must be different, because in a certain way, my perception of the whole world is completely different. I'm sorry that there was a lot of scientific talk going on today. I really hope that you could still learn a lot. I could when I was doing the research. If there are any more questions concerning the topic, please feel free to ask me anytime, and I will try to answer them in my next episode. The topic brain and blindness is one little topic about blindness and the usage of senses. I will definitely tell you more about blindness and the usage of senses because it is also a big part of my culminating experience project, which is my master thesis for the Global Jazz Institute. So stay prepared for some new and interesting information. Again, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate your attention and your time that you take to listen to this podcast. Stay safe, see you soon, and never forget, blind, so what?